it's a uh, very unusual time for for employers at every level in every industry. It's not just uh, it's just not IT companies and IT consultants. So, well, guys, hey, how you doing? Welcome. Got live events today or what? Morning. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, you're a little behind us, aren't you, David? Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Reboot. I am Jim Gass with Splicing Consulting here in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I'm joined by some fantastic dudes. Guys, you want to take a minute and say hi? Uh, David Luft with LDD Consulting out of Albuquerque, New Mexico, the green chili capital of the world. Good chili pizzas. Yeah, that was great. Uh, Brandon Bowers, Eisen Ramper, Managed Technology Services. And I am out of sunny South Florida. And Brian Bracci is muted. <laughs> we don't want to hear him anyways. <laughs> Brian, you're muted. <laughs> Are you just can't listening? hear you though? <laughs> this is kind of funny. Well, that's Brian Bracci, and he's out of where is he out of New York? Where in New York is he out of, guys? Long Island. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was. So, uh, Brian, we'll let you come back around and introduce yourself while we look at your background and, and take stock in what you've got in your desk. So. Well, hey, you know, today's show is about uh, the free cybersecurity assessment, right? Uh, a lot of IT professionals and IT companies and managed service providers are using these free cybersecurity assessments as a tactic to, to get into your business and, you know, show you what they're all about, right? But uh, today's show is really about buyer beware on that because you really don't necessarily know um, who, you're, who you're allowing to come into your environment. And do this cybersecurity assessment. You don't even know if it's a real cybersecurity assessment or, you know, we're IT people, right? We're educated on this. Are you as a business owner educated on what that is? Brian, did you get your volume back yet? Do we know? Nope, not yet. <laughs> Try the mute button on the microphone right there. And I've heard a lot of times with cybersecurity assessments, they'll do stuff like mess up your microphones and so that they're actually redirecting your speech and stuff like that. They do right, crazy right, stuff. right, right. Do you, Brian, do you know any good tech guys who could fix that for you? <laughs> yeah, we don't hear you, brother. Not at his company, anyway. Look, you know, I, I want to, guys, I want to talk about this today because it's really important. Um, we offer cybersecurity assessments. Uh, I'm sure you guys do too, right? Sure. Yes. Now, do you, do you only do free ones or do you paid ones as well? We currently we just do free ones because mm -hmm. we don't do project work typically. Okay. Okay. We, we do free ones, but the free ones we do would be more of a question based mm -hmm. overview, understanding what they have, maybe site walk, but um, we try not to put ourselves in a position where we might potentially take on some liability by yeah. touching mm -hmm. things <laughs> on somebody's network where we could be blamed or, um, in a position where maybe we don't have an NDA in place. I, I want to talk about that later, but yeah, some yeah, yeah, sort yeah. Of form of agreement or confidentiality in place. You got it. You got it. So, so some of the things that I, I feel are a problem is that uh, the way people find business owners, business principals find IT companies, right? The problem is, is that you should go to Google, don't they? And they're looking at Google and looking at your advertisements. And, you know, many of them just go down the list and just call. They don't even, they're not even, they don't even know what they're evaluating. I, I find that to be a problem because they're, they're talking to these people. And what's the first thing that, what's the first thing you guys are going to do? 
uh, let's have a conversation. Let's go look at your environment. Let's talk about that, right? And so is there a better way to, to find an IT provider, guys? It, what are some of the things that you think that or that you like to do to, to make sure that, you know, there's a trust factor there that and, and, a, and a credentials factor there? I, I don't know if there's, though, a solution on how can you protect yourself in finding an IT provider, because just like a mechanic, just like anywhere else, you could ask a friend, they might be happy with somebody, but yeah. you don't know what you don't know, right? And I yeah. think whoever you choose, especially around IT, I mean, that's what we're talking about, but you need some form of a vendor due diligence process. And I mean, you need to do that for every vendor that you deal with, especially as a business owner and where I would say risk is today. All right, right. Brian, we got your volume yet? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, well, I did it. All right, man. Well, I didn't, didn't do anything but leave and come back, but... Well, you know, sometimes closing the door and reopen it sometimes happens. Restart the car, right? Sure. So, uh, you know, um, and, and here's the thing. Yeah. Many of these IT providers, they're coming in and saying, all right, you know, let's talk about it. And we want to do an assessment to give you a quote. You know, I don't need a, some big blown assessment to give a ballpark quote. Do you guys? It depends on what you're looking to, yeah. what service you're looking to provide, but generally now. Yeah. I mean, we walk into somewhere and what are the most important things we're looking for, guys? I mean, as soon as I, I walk in or not walk in, have a Teams meeting <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, right, nowadays. Um, you know, as long as we know how many endpoints in general, maybe their industry, I mean, just a little bit of basics about the company. I'll have an idea of a range of kind yeah. of where they need to be based on what we see in history, what, what other people are paying in the industry, what other clients of similar size and complexity are, mm -hmm. are paying to get that service. Mm -hmm. David, what would you feel if like you found out um, one of your customers called somebody up and said, hey, you know, we're looking to switch from David. Of course, you'd be upset. Man. You, we, you know, we gain customers and lose customers occasionally. So uh, but but they said, well, we need to log into your firewall and take a look and evaluate the firewall rules to give you a quote. What do you think about that, David? That's not necessary mm -mm. because if if they really... I mean, the only time we do an assessment is if the customer feels like they're not getting the service that they're providing from a security standpoint. But usually that's going to surface itself in their general support. Yeah. And yeah. so you don't really need, we don't do a lot of assessments, even though we offer them, but you can do a penetration test, which is really the issue. Well, and, and let's add on to that and, and be clear. There are cases where paid assessments, whether they're from your existing vendor or a third-party consultant, may be necessary. And yeah. some access rights may need to be given. But most typically, when things like that are happening, your existing IT vendor or internal IT staff or whoever it is, is involved in that process. A penetration capacity, test, a yeah. vulnerability assessment, um, going through like a NIST assessment, something like this for compliance requirements. Like, that makes all the sense in the world. But somebody just coming in and saying, hey, you know, I want to quote for IT services. And they're saying, I want access to your firewall. I want to get into your server. And I literally, literally. Give me the just, password. Like, that's cringy. I just went <laughs> through that. I literally just went through that. And 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 um, the request was that we, we want to get some some pricing. I said, go ahead. I said, that's, you know, I've, I've been with you for 17 years, but feel free. 
And well, they need to log in. We need the password. They need to log into the servers. I'm like, no, they don't. I'm like, here's here's everything we're we're, we're doing and charging. I'm fine with. I'm, I'm fully transparent with what we're doing. Go ahead and give that. Let them come in, poke around, do it. But I said, I'm not. You know, in 26 years, I've never had to log into someone's system to give them a quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, you're not. They've got their passwords, Brian. Is what you're saying, but you're not. You're telling them. You don't want them to log into your server. Exactly. That's not what you want. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then talking about some of these assessments, I've actually spoken, whether it be prospects or, um, you know, the like, it, some people don't want a free assessment. If, even if you put a $50 a monetary value on it, they feel like they're getting more than, than for free. Yeah. <laughs> they just, right. oh, no, it's, it's almost like gimmicky. And they don't, they don't want that. They would rather pay and think that they're getting a better deal on something. Yeah. And free. And I, I get that too. It's a psychology. If it's free, then it's not of any value. Right. And well, why do I want that? Right. right. Well, well, if it was any assessment worth its salt, um, the person who's doing it, giving it away for free, it's probably not going to be a very valuable or reputable assessment. Like if you're getting a true security assessment, like is the guy credentialed with CISP credentials, CISA yeah. credentials or something like that? More than likely not if you're getting a free assessment. No, no, not at all. And, and and that kind of comes back to the the what they call it, right? You know, I mean, I'm not calling it a cybersecurity assessment. Uh, it's a vulnerable. It's a it's a low level vulnerability. I, I you know we might advertise it to catch attention one way, but I make it clear to whoever this is not you know uh, the deep dive granular. You know, cybersecurity assessment. We're looking at penetration testing, and I don't, I don't even want to install software on someone's system, or even, you know, even you know, bounce and uh, public software off of their systems. Right? I just, I think you use the best word, Brandon. And I really liked it. It was cringeworthy, right? You know, if, if they're already, in a sense, if they're trying to do that, they're already trying to get you to be sticky to them. Would you guys agree? Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get ammunition for themselves, right? Make them look good and and throw you under the bus is what they're doing. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and it's really, they're really trying to Monday morning quarterback what your IT provider is doing. And which, I do, it. which is I'll fine. Raise my, I'll you raise know, my hand and say that every day. Yeah. They're, they're trying to find some wedges, which is fine, but it, it can be done um, without providing the risk factor to the customer because You're that's right. where the issue is. What happens when you bring in someone who is not credentialed, you have no idea what experience they really have. You know, maybe they've got a nice website, you know, they're marketing themselves well, but what's really backing that? Have you gone through that full vendor due diligence? Do they have cybersecurity policies in place from an insurance perspective? And then you're going to just give this person the password to your firewall and your server. And now they have access to, potentially all of your clients information while they had that access did they maybe provide continued access to themselves I've um seen that could they I've it's possible that. yeah they didn't take themselves out you know we do a uh, a microsoft 365 evaluation right very important thing to do nowadays and uh i tell i tell people i give them an article link here's what i need you to do in order for us to be you know to look at this you need to Either one, do all the driving for me, which is fine. If you want to do that, I'm good. Or you need to click on this link and make us delegated administrators. But when I'm done, 
and we're, you know, we're through, you need to click on this link and then take away the delegated admin. Uh, so it's like, you know, Hey, set me up to do what I need to do one way or another, but kick me out when we're finished because I don't want some lingering responsibility. And, and I would even argue if you, if a client is going to the point where they do want to provide that access, there's other rights that could be provided, like even yeah. read only access. So maybe they can get in or you could get into the 365 tenant or whatever else it is, but they can't make any changes. So at least that reduces the risk to some degree. We actually had a customer that got bought out by another company and they already had an IT firm. So I knew we were going to lose them. It wasn't a big deal. I knew it was coming. And so this guy, he didn't remove any of our security software after he took over. And they called me up about two months later and said, Hey, why did you lock our whole system down? I said, what do you mean? Your guy changed all our passwords. How do we, he should have changed all our passwords. How do we not have, how do we have access? And it turned out he had removed our threat locker. And when I removed it from the console, finally it completely locked their systems down. Oh, really? Right. And wow, the threat locker was awesome about it. They spent like, you know, three hours and he's like, well, you need to go over there and fix it. I'm like, I'm not their IT people. You are. Why did you not remove this stuff? Well, I couldn't figure out how, so I just left it on. Yeah, yeah. And and so let's talk about some things about uh, but, but how that's, you, that's what you guys are saying, though. The blame can come back on you. It can. Even though it you, will. I didn't do it anything. Will. I didn't touch it their will. stuff in two months. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, we tell our customers how to remove us from their Microsoft 365, and they don't do it. They don't. Their IT people don't think about it, which is strange. And then two years later, they they call us up and say, "What are you still doing on my Microsoft 365? Did you did you hack us? No, we didn't. Your people didn't do their job. So let's talk about how you can trust somebody to do a cybersecurity assessment, right? Uh, if they ask for credentials, what do you recommend your you know, any business saying to them if they're asking for credentials, logins, and stuff like that?" I, I would say that whatever vendor they're looking at, they, they need to formalize a due diligence mm -hmm. process. That's like right. Going back to, so what is your process going to be? And anybody that you're going to look at working with, you need to get their insurance information. That's a do big they have, one. You know, do they have a cyber policy? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, we want copies of that information. Are they asking you to sign an NDA? Like that should be important. If I'm going to mm -hmm. let somebody into my system, like, Things like that should be coming up, or they should even be bringing up before I even ask. Confidentiality. Yeah. From a security yeah. standpoint, you don't need credentials because mm -hmm. that is what you're trying to prove is that they're not right. secure. If right. you have to have credentials, then they're just make they could be making stuff up, and the customer's not going to know anyways. That makes no sense. And, and I want to get this on the table right now. If somebody comes into Monday Morning Quarterback, your IT company, they'll succeed. They will succeed. They will find any grain to to of you know to make it look like they're doing a bad job. That's what they're trying to do. And I have to be honest with you, I'm really good at it. I'm really good at it. But if they just, I think that a, a trust thing has to be built. If all they're doing is saying, you know, oh, they're missing this, missing this, and missing this, but they're not couching it by saying, but there's a number of ways to accomplish what what I'm suggesting, they may have it being accomplished another way, giving some kind of leeway, you know? 
are kind of like a uh, couching the statement that they're that they're wedging, right? Well, I think I think also if you ask some questions beforehand, right? So what what are you getting now? Well, what they're, they're doing patch management, they're doing asset control, mm-hmm. and then you can say to them, okay, can I can you can you let me see your latest patch reports? Can I can let me see your latest change logs? Let me see you know let me see that stuff. And, they, and a lot of times they're gonna be like, oh, I have no idea, I don't have that. That's a legitimate you know? wedge right there. And and then it's kind of like oh, and they are now questioning the value of, of what they think they're getting. Maybe they're not. So yeah. just doing, doing something like that before you even do an assessment, you can kind of ask for these things, yeah. give me this and that'll help me price you guys out and see where you want to go. Oh, I don't, I don't have that. Really? You should be getting that month. You know, like kind of yeah. shoehorn it in that way. What we about- had an interesting thing happen too the other day was we're the endorsed IT vendor for a organization here in town. And they actually sent out an email suggesting that people contact us and they didn't tell us ahead of time. They just sent it out. So I had one customer, potential customer call up and started asking me all these questions. And I was just talking, this is really good. I'm going to have to check with our IT company and see if they're doing all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, well, if, if they're not, are they going to, are you going to come to us or is just weird? So here's another thing. There are hundreds and hundreds of pieces of software out there that can do a cybersecurity assessment or a technology evaluation. How do you recommend people that might, might be watching this? How do you recommend they vet that software that that company is trying to recommend they're going to use? Should, shouldn't even just start by asking, what are you going to install on our systems? And then tell me something about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one way what we do when we go and do a, uh, not necessarily an assessment when we're talking to people about our services, I explain the software that and what it does specifically and tell them why these other pieces don't work and ask them. That's the thing about the assessment is we can tell what they're using and say, here's why this is better. or This is just a different model of the same version. Mm-hmm. One I, other approach is to, to go from the outside in, say, listen, let me do we don't have to go there. Let me do an external scan, external vulnerability check, right? And then run that and then sit down with them and say, here's what we found from the outside without without touching anything. This is something that anybody can do. Find that and then say, now, if you want, we can run a data collector internally here, not install anything, just run a data collector and then get your, your internal vulnerability that way. But at least if you have that first piece of showing, I've already got this information without even coming here. But if you're getting to the point where <clears throat> you or they're going to let something get installed or something running on their network, and then they're going to ask questions about it, I think the key, I mean, I've said it like so many times, but you know, you're doing your due diligence with them, right? Well, now, Mr. Vendor, what did you do in terms of your due diligence for this product? Is there a SOC 2 report? Do you have a, the latest copy of that? What did you do to vet out that vendor? And if they don't have good answers, like fairly quickly to bring up, then that would that would be a red flag for me. That well, maybe I don't want that software on my network because mm-hmm. you didn't do any investigation into these tools before you started using them. Yeah, and and Brandon, you're right. A lot of IT providers just pick software, maybe based on price, maybe based on the look of their website. Who knows, right? 
I mean, they may not dig deep into whatever it is they're using, both to manage your environment later on as when you're a customer over there, but even more so important when they start to evaluate your environment. I think it's important to lay it all out there to somebody. Hey, we're going to use this piece of software, this piece of software, and this piece of software. I strongly recommend you go research it. Here's their website. Here's, you know, here's a SOC 2. Here's how long we've been using it. Here's their reputation. Here's what other people have to say about it. You know, just, it, it's not like it's a Microsoft Office or Word where everybody knows that you can trust it. Right. You might not have ever heard of this piece of software. Yeah, our SOC solution is. I, I, you guys know I use I use Venminder. You know they're, they're a, they do vendor diligence for us, and yeah, here's here's the latest SOC reports from from the the vendor that we're proposing for, for your network here, and we give it to them. You know, and, and if you could show it on a Gartner quadrant, I I think that you yeah. could probably trust it, right? And so you know you've got to as a as a business owner or a principal understand that people are going to do this stuff. And you're just not going to know. You're not educated like they are with this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, confidentiality agreements and NDAs. I actually have one that I sign for a customer. It's made in reverse, right? And so it's written for the customer to hold us in confidence mm-hmm. to them, right? Um, that's That shows that I'm really serious about this because nobody ever asks. Yeah. No, I do that same yeah. thing. I have one that's in my... When I first go up there, the first thing I do is give them a non-disclosure. Right. That's right. Same. That's right. So that's a good sign that you can build trust. I think you got to build trust. Uh, cyber liabilities, you guys give them a certificate of insurance or do you at least, you know, tell them a little bit about your cyber and cyber liability or, or liability for that matter? I've never had anybody ask that, but that's a yeah. good thing. I mean, we have the insurance. You know what, dude, if I'm going to evaluate your environment, I'm taking a risk. And I am willing to make sure that you know that if something bad happens, I'm covered for you, right? And I think it's you got to build that trust. Mm-hmm. Um, I always bring it up, but we're never providing like a certificate. <laughs> no, uh, to them or anything like that. Up, yeah, for you know? sure. I, yeah. I mean, hopefully, whoever is saying that doesn't lie, right? right? Yeah. But is it wrong for that business owner or principal to? Ask for that? You know, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, no. We, we've had they customers. start having problems after you leave or after this person leaves. Then what happens? Yeah, we, we've had customers during onboarding put us through a pretty tough process <laughs> of yeah. documentation and proof that they want. But honestly, it's a good thing that they're doing that because that just tells me that they're doing that for every other vendor and they're being very careful with who they bring in to their business. But shouldn't they have done that when they first engage with you in the very beginning to a degree, to a degree. I think it depends on, on how deep the conversation is going to go and what access you're going to need. I mean, if you're just going to have a one-time conversation for 15 minutes to determine like, are we a fit together? Yeah. You probably don't need to sign NDAs and, you know, go, go through that whole process. But once you're going to like, you know, undress you know in front of one another and <laughs> bear all yeah you know you, you want to get that that protection in place yeah, yeah you're right you're right definitely right well you know what guys i think the the key here is uh for the show today the idea is just don't let just don't take for granted that you found an it company or your brother-in-law recommended an it company to come do an evaluation of your environment if you want to use them you know you got to have a checklist in your mind of 
what are they doing? What are they asking for? What am I asking them to do? Do they really need that? Um, and so on and so forth. Guys, I'm going to put a checklist together for this and actually put it on the, on the post on LinkedIn for this. Uh, because there's at least five, six different questions, but we've talked about them today. So, yeah. um, any, any, any final thoughts, guys? No, no. I, I think we nailed it. I think we, I think it's great advice. Just don't take somebody offering a free cybersecurity assessment at their word because yeah. you never know what they're doing. They could open up vulnerabilities and you don't even know, right. Or they're trying to make you a sticky customer and kind of lock you in. So, um, that's what we got. So thanks a lot, everyone, for joining us on the reboot this week. Thanks, Jim. Yeah, thanks, guys. Great, great. And again, we'll be back next Wednesday at 1.30 Eastern time. Right? See you guys. Yeah. See ya. Take care, everyone. Bye. Have a good afternoon.